This week on Sandlot Sports, we discuss week 11 of the college football season, including Oklahoma playing with fire and finally getting burned, and it may cost their, them their coach as Lincoln Riley's rumored to go to LSU. Uh, we talk about big game Jumbo and how he can never step up in, in big games that he needs to win. And we'd also talk about week 10 of the NFL season, including the, the return of Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. Welcome back to Relevancy. Um, we do get into, into some NBA talk and you know, I have some blasts from the past with Bryant Reeves and Tracy McGrady. I hate to say it, man. And Captain I know BJ is going to get a BJ is going to pitch a tent when I say it. But, um, <laughs> that, that's I, why he's cut he, the, the camera. Who, like, <laughs> who said my tent's ever down? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so much effort to pitch it. If you just leave it up, it's always there. <laughs> Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. It was it. And BJ Thomas. Once again, the Cowboys have won. That's all so, I needed. All so I needed B- and they BJ, I, BJ, I owe you an apology. I What's do. This for? Okay. And last week we we joked about how crappy the SEC schedule was and how they don't play anybody. And then I saw Florida was taking on Stanford, and you know it was a close game. You know, Power Five team from the from the wait, no, it wasn't Stanford. It was yeah. Stanford. I, was say, I feel like you did that intentionally. <laughs> I was I was gonna let you run your course there, like diarrhea. I was just gonna let you run your course. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. What the hell? I don't know. They feel like scoring 70 points. The best <laughs> way to motivate somebody to do that is to give up like 40 in the first half. <laughs> hey, you know what? Florida State still owns the record for an FBS school against them in the first half. As long as they own that record, that's <laughs> That's okay. But I, I, I thought I thought firing the defensive coordinator was going to improve the defense. No, no, no. That's for next year. You have to get uh, a new guy in there. Manny Diaz? Why, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But th- this is the oh. thing. is like you've made that comment a couple times, and I know you know better. You knew it wasn't going to improve the defense. The point is it sends a signal to the fan base they're doing something to make change. And what happened against LSU shouldn't have happened, which means heads should roll. Yeah. That's insane. Well, and, so. and, and speaking of the LSU game, I think it was um, Pro Football Focus or Joe Clatt or somebody said that since the LSU game last year, when the guy threw the shoe, they're four and eight. Mm, man, got yeah. some bad juju from throwing that shoe. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's a bad juju. Yeah. So, I mean, do, do we think that Mullins could be fired or are they going to give no. him another year? No, I think at this point it would be a mistake to fire him. I just yeah. don't see the candidate out there that's good enough for the situation because I, I mean agree. even Lincoln Riley like I don't know why he's so hot on the, the situation like he had a serious quarterback problem this year and he did not handle it properly it did not no. go well yeah. it didn't go well it was starting to get comical actually when they put Rat- Rattler in at the end of the game I was like sure yeah. why not throw him in well, there and, and the thing with Oklahoma is they've never really had a great defense. Normally they have well, great stars, but never a great solid defense. So, But their teams would outscore the other team. But this year, their offense seems to be just sputtering. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it I, happens when you know who your leader is. Any minute he could be pulled out for the other guy. We've talked about this early in the season. That mm-hmm. two-quarterback system is just bullcrap. It just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and Rattler was supposed to win the Heisman. He was supposed to go number one of the draft. And yeah. he's just flamed out. Yeah, he flamed out. Yeah. My thing is, I didn't know Lincoln Riley was going to be coaching LSU. Hmm. Hey, that's what his Wikipedia page says. 
I just, <laughs> I mean, is he really that hot of a coaching prospect? Am I missing something here? I mean, he I mean, does have that. that Oklahoma gets players. So let's, Oklahoma gets players. So let's not say he's a great recruiter. Right. Any decent coach that walks into Oklahoma is going to pull people. It's a brand. That's how it works. Right, right. Um, but that quarterback situation, not managed correctly. And that would bother me. I mean, look what, happened in, look what happened in Florida. It's the yeah. same thing. I don't, I don't know. The way that was handled bothered me also. It's like Emory Jones never looked like he took that position over and they waited too long to give Richardson a shot. And, and the thing with, with Lincoln Riley going to LSU is it's not really a step up because nope. you're you're going to be in the same conference yep. and you're yep. going to a fan base that requires results faster than Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, and Oklahoma can can pay the money. So if I'm Lincoln Riley, like what's the motivation to taking the LSU job? You keep right. Oklahoma now, in the Fiesta Bowl. They're happy. Yeah, but if, I, if I'm Riley and they run me out of Oklahoma, which might happen, I'm taking the, the USC job. Yeah. Because that's, that's a step up, not just in pay, but also in what I can do with the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, all you need is like three or four players to add to that team, and they could be undefeated for the next 10 years. Yeah. There's nobody, there's nobody out there. You know, and, and plus, go ahead. No, no, I was saying, plus, I think that the USC fan base, I think they want to get Pete Carroll out of their mind. I think they want somebody new so they can like have the next generation of USC yeah. great. How's, how's that been working out for them? Uh. They just want to be relevant. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, they want to be relevant. And he's such a front running town, though. Oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody shows up unless you're winning and then when you're winning it's like we've been here all along guy and it's like miami yeah oh geez i know orlando orlando's awful snobby for a town that doesn't have anything (laughs) i'm just saying like it's not la they want to act like i've been to orlando magic games where the whole lower bowl is mostly empty until the middle of the second quarter why why did you even come just go away stay away stay away exactly already ruined the tv the TV shots by being empty bold the whole first quarter. Like that's true. <laughs> ridiculous. Why yeah. are you still sn- where were you? Right. Where were you? Church Street? Ooh. Like where right. where were you to be late for this game? And that's the, I know DeVos is trying to get like, you know, downtown to be this entertainment complex similar to what they have in LA. But I'm like, why? Yeah. You gotta have the people to do that. It'll be over for two months, somebody's gonna get shot in the middle of it and they're gonna it'll die right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Leesburg lost an IHOP over somebody getting shot at a Bojangles. Wow. How many years ago was that? I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to think about that number. Yeah. Because in my brain it's like a couple of years ago and it was probably like eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. I think I I think I remember. Oof. Yeah, like you so, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't know why people from Orlando relate to basketball games. Somebody's got to explain that to me. If anybody would like to contact us on Twitter and let us know oh, why that's the case, that'd be great. I, I can tell you why that's the case because everyone's job's like an hour or so away from the stadium and the game starts at seven o'clock. Yeah. So if you get a fork at five, by the time you get something to eat or you know drop your kid off, it's seven thirty. Because yeah. Orlando's an hour from Orlando. And then when you finally get downtown and you have to find parking. Yeah. And then it's like Yeah, we have gone to a, a couple of solar bears games and you know that's minor league and it's still a good 15 20 minutes from the time you park your car to the time you can sit down i'm calling bullshit because i've left leesburg at five i've i've gotten out of work at five o'clock in leesburg and made it to magic games like two minutes into the first quarter which way are you taking though 441 turnpike Turnpike. Uh. hey i ain't got money for some fancy fancy you know toll road (laughs) look if if i'm going to the game i got money for toll roads other than that no toll roads (laughs) That's it. I'm dead serious. Like, there's no other reason to take me. If you're going to the mall, we're taking the long way deal. It's a day. It's a day trip. Just deal with it. Yeah, I don't care. Stoplights. Don't care. Uh, so, I mean, what, what do you guys think of 
the latest rankings for for college because it's, it's basically the same except for Oklahoma disappeared. They should have disappeared. Yeah, yeah. So just just to kind of run down, it's it's still Georgia, Alabama. Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan. Michigan State still ranked behind Michigan, and they're still pissy about it. <laughs> Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Would you be? <laughs> Would you not be pissy about it? True, but okay. I, uh, I, I just think it's funny that their fans are still pissy about it. I'm like, it's going to work itself out. You either beat Ohio State or you don't, and shut the fuck up until you do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they're they're being little brothered right now, and they can feel it. <laughs> oh, somebody's got to beat Notre Dame. I just oh, don't yeah. want them to have a claim. Let me pull up their schedule. So. So they've got they've got Georgia Tech. Oh, they actually have Stanford on their schedule, not Samford. Stanford. <laughs> Shame, too bad it's not Samford. They might put up forty five <laughs> points on them. And that's the problem with Notre Dame is, I mean, th- those two games are junk, and they don't have a conference title game. So once they once they win those two games, they're done. Yes. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. Then then at that point, you're they're waiting for the chaos above them. Yeah. And. I can tell you at least two teams above them are going to lose because Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State all kind of play each other. And Alabama and Georgia have to play each other. Yep. That could yep. cause a problem. Well, it's not going to cause not, – not, the loser of that game is not going to go below Notre Dame. No, but it'll cause other fan bases to be like, hey, hey, wait a minute. No, it doesn't matter. That doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, your opinion doesn't matter. Notre Dame brings in way too much money for them to be left out. That's true. And, and that's why Cincinnati – they bring other be. things too. Oh. It, cocaine does not count. <laughs> <laughs> what the pastors do behind closed doors does not count to what they bring to the college football playoff. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just not today. <laughs> it's too early. Right now. Yeah, too early. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming though. <laughs> But, but yeah, just let I me mean, just look at that. So Notre Dame is number eight. Okay, you know that either Ohio State, Michigan State, and or Michigan, two of those teams are losing. Okay, mm-hmm. possibly all three because the whoever wins that could then lose in the Big Ten title game. So then it's you've got Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Cincinnati left. Well, in theory, Cincinnati should always be ranked above Notre Dame. It's not going to be the case. Um, but Oregon's got Utah this week and probably Utah again in two weeks. I feel like Cincinnati's up there ceremoniously. They are. You're like, yes, you're undefeated. Good job, guys. But that's where you stop is five. Yep. <laughs> you are you are at your number one right now. Oh, I, I could actually see them doing what they did back um when they the first year of the playoffs, where I think it was Baylor was ranked number three, um, and then one, and they still dropped him because they went, Well, fuck you. We don't we don't want you we don't want you around here. Your fan base mm-hmm. is not good enough. Yeah, that's basically what it was. You guys don't travel. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I could see them doing that to Cincinnati. Hey, yep, you're number four going to the conference title games. Oh, you play Houston. Okay, cool. We still want them anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy side note um the warriors are beating the nets ass right now really because when i turned it off it was 50 50 oh no it's i think it's 88 to 70 yeah nets could use a point guard <laughs> hey, I, I know we talked about that but covid restrictions may be lifted here in in a month or two yeah i heard yeah it. probably and so if that's the case then the whole Kyrie irving not vaccinated thing that's not going to matter anymore well <laughs> it'll still matter it just won't cause him to miss games okay fair enough because <laughs> once you announce your level of stupidity we're gonna have to we'll gauge you from that point forward like this is we know you're this stupid where are you today higher lower like where hey yeah. they they brought aaron Rodgers back so who knows <laughs> i used to like that guy yeah. cling this asshole with the vitamin d oh wait no that's a, that's his fiance joe rope for president <laughs> 
What, what have we done to this country? What have we done? We didn't do shit. That's the problem. <laughs> Reagan got elected and everything went to hell. I told my parents before, I said, what did you guys do? What did you do? Like three years ago during all this crap going on. I'm like, what did y'all do? It's like, you did, did you pay attention to anything? Did you vote for anybody? Like, what did you do? Yeah. I understand. Yes. Get it right out, and now it's like some days you feel as if you're in an episode of that movie Idiocracy. Yes, <laughs> like a scene. Have to come out your Mountain Dew. Oh, that movie's classic, man. <laughs> well, it, I just I, I just watched the documentary. I just watched the episode of South Park where they were drinking double something Mountain Dew, and Cartman started drinking that, and they're trying to get him to stop drinking it. He goes, "No, I'm just drinking Diet Mountain Dew. It's half the caffeine and half the sugar, which is just normal Mountain Dew." <laughs> yes, that show is excellent. Uh, South Park is Are we just avoiding getting to our shitty picks? Yeah, but I, I do yeah. want to talk about a big, a big game Jimbo first. Oh, that Ooh. sucks. <laughs> Yeah. I, I told you, you guys. I told you, you when we made the picks. I gave two hundred and fifty yards of offense, two hundred and fifty yards of rushing, two hundred and fifty-seven yards to Ole Miss. It's not even their game. No, because it's big game Jimbo. He falls yeah. apart in big games. He's the SEC yeah. equivalent of Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Who, by the way, gonna... won a big game this past weekend. So mayor. And you're still harping yeah. on him. There's no point. He can't win with you. You might as well just quit. <laughs> Tough on the ones you <laughs> Might as well quit. Can't please Adam. But since BJ wants to get to it, we'll we'll do the picks. Let's look at our shitty picks. Again, we do better with college than we do um, with pros. I don't think that means anything this week, does it? No. Okay. Okay. You guys, you guys see the picks? Uh Yes. Okay. Found a a whole new setup here. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um. So I've got 27 wins. Dorian's got 26, and BJ has 21. So again, we we're doing much better in college than we do in the pros. Uh, Probably because we pick a lot of just high lines we just kind of go with the favorite um so the, the game last week that really kind of threw us for the loop was the baylor oklahoma game mm-hmm. yeah and, and again it goes back to lincoln Riley. it's just he seems seems lost yeah. yeah um also too i think that that uh like we were talking speaking before that two quarterback system thing i think it's more stressful on him than anything because it's like it, you i'm sure he's hearing it from the boosters and he's hearing it from the fan and it's like it's like if either quarterback so let's say if K- caleb williams comes in and let's say he's like sucking it up i'm sure the booster's like hey uh, get rattler and like like let's let's you know spice this thing up a bit you know you guys um, think the boosters are, you think this is uh what's that movie i think you're talking about um you're not talking about last boy scout no the program right is it, yeah, is it yes the, the program, program. we're yeah, talking program. about the program you don't think it's like that do you? you think the boosters are down there like hey put rattler in <sighs> I mean, I'm that's sure. a little that's a little too much involvement. I'm pretty sure there's something. Well, and and here's the deal. Again, go back to Jim Harbaugh. Is JJ McCarthy is, is the up and coming shiny toy that they have? Mm-hmm. Kay McNamara is winning in games. You know, sometimes McNamara doesn't isn't always that the most accurate. And there was calls from from McCarthy to come in. Harbaugh stuck to his guns and look at him. They're nine and one. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, yeah, I definitely believe it happens. It's just a matter of like you know, AK was saying like it's up to that coach to be able to say, hey, I need you guys to trust me on this because I'm sure. They're there's some schools that they're you know those boosters oh, are like hey if, like like florida i think florida's one of those schools if there's anything we've learned oklahoma doesn't have a quarterback they can trust so nobody should be trusting anybody on anything when they're talking to quarterbacks but but that's also the the point okay harbaugh and even mullen you know for mm-hmm. that they're strong enough as a coach and uh, you know strong well enough to go look this is what we're doing this mm-hmm. is my decision i'm sticking to it if lincoln Riley can't stick to his decision that trickles down to the rest of the team mm-hmm. so i couldn't do it i couldn't deal with those boosters I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it. Big. Put some pads on. Why don't you come out here and help them if you're yeah. so concerned about all this shit? No, I'm just going to, I'm going to pay for your replacement. Go right yeah. ahead. I'm making life miserable. I'm here. Hey, 
Speaking of paying for replacements, did you guys see the number that came out? I think it was last week. How much money FBS schools are paying to coaches that no longer work there? Over the past 10 years, just FBS schools have paid over $500 million for coaches to not be there. Talk about fiscal responsibility. Yep. I mean, you'd almost think you were talking about the military for a minute. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, it's horrible. And then and we wonder why tuition costs are up because you got to pay for the third coach that you let go in two years. <laughs> yeah. For your football team that does all that scientific invention and discovery yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> So we'll get to the picks. Um, the first one we're, we're picking is Michigan State versus Ohio State. It's in Columbus. Ohio State's a 19-point favorite. BJ, you told me you actually did some homework on this one. Yeah, I was looking at it. There's not much separating these teams um, as far as team stats, defensively or offensively. Uh, Ohio State does pass the ball a little better than uh, Michigan State, but that, that seems to be the only difference. So who, who are you I'm picking? right now. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I just don't know if Michigan State's got the uh, finishing power they need. You don't think Mel Tucker can can push him over the edge? No, I don't. No. I feel like Ohio State is uh, going to be fine as this turns into a track meet. I'm not sure if Michigan State will be. Fair enough. Dorian? Uh, the only reason why I'm picking Ohio State is because they're playing Columbus. If they were playing in Spartysville, I would pick Michigan State. So you're just saying location is going to be the determining factor in this? Well, yeah. see, and here's the thing. I mean, if location. location was the determining factor, the, the spread would wouldn't be 19 points so it'd be a lot lower i'm going with ohio state and it's kind of based on on bj's research but research i've I've done as well so bj you're right ohio state throws the ball better than michigan state michigan state also has a horrible pass defense pretty much every quarterback they've played the past five or six weeks has had the best game of their career whether (laughs) whether it was aiden o'donnell from from purdue whether it's kate mcnamara from michigan whomever they play it has just a career day and cj Stroud is no slouch. He, right. I would be shocked if he doesn't throw for 400 yards. Yeah, and also too, whoever's the uh, defensive coordinator for Michigan State, they need to talk to their state. I mean, their secondary because they bite on interception too much. Oh yeah, everything, every time the opposing quarterback is throwing the ball, they they go for the interception. It's like, hey, dude, like you do realize if you don't get this interception and the wide receiver catches the ball, he's gone for 15 yards. Well, and that's the problem as Sparty plays a lot of man defense. Mm-hmm with a lot of gambling you right. do that and you get burned you don't get burned for 10 yards you get burned for 50 yeah and garrett yeah, the, wilson and chris Olave can break it for 50 yeah. i was just looking at some numbers real quick and um ohio state has allowed almost 100 less rushing yards but almost 600 less passing yards like 680 it's like two games worth of passing yeah you know that's a huge difference and that's what I'm saying. The, you know, Sparty's defense just is not what it, what it used to be when, when Pat Narduzzi was there. When Narduzzi was there, it, they called the no-fly zone for a reason. And it's just not the case anymore. Yeah, I don't That's Ohio State's definitely going to be able to exploit that. If Michigan State would be overcoming something, a, a great challenge if they were to be able to stop Ohio State this weekend. And, and, see the, and the problem is Ohio State's going to score, and they're going to score quickly. Michigan State doesn't have the offense to score quickly. And once they get behind by two or three scores, it That's basically it. takes Walker yeah. out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. who is the uh, leading rusher right now, I believe. Yep. So for those reasons, Ohio State it is. Yes, it is. Okay. So the next game is Wake Forest versus Clemson. Now, this game... 
is odd. I mean, it's in Clemson. You'd expect Clemson to be favorite any other year, and they are. They're a three and a half point favorite at home. Just a wee bit of favorite. A wee bit of favorite. A wee bit of favorite. Now, this is a team that we left for just for dead because their offense just looks terrible. They're leaving them for dead too. I'm taking Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Best defense in the ACC. Clemson has though. Yes. As far as points allowed yeah. and yards um, per game. I'm looking at the, uh, the quarterback stats. Um, the starting quarterback for Wake Forest has over 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, eight interceptions. DJU, he has seven, a little over 1,700 yards, eight touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Um, I do think that Clemson's defense is going to be the reason why they win. So I pick Clemson. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be uh, the score is going to be like a 17-14 type of game. See, and, and I pick Clemson too. And, and kind of for what we've been talking about is – Wake can score, but they can't stop anybody. Getting a game back right there. Yeah, and and so that's the thing is Clemson's defense is going to be able to make and get a few stops. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Wake Forest's defense can can get any stops. Okay, listen listen to their last games for defense: thirty four points, thirty seven points, fifty six points, seven, fifty eight. 42. So you're talking about the Gators defense? No, that's Wake Forest. Oh, oh, sounds similar. It does sound similar. Yeah. yeah. So again, Swiss, if Clemson... Swiss cheese, like, breezy yeah, even. If they can get a few stops here or there, which their defense can do they've got a good chance of winning and they're an underdog but they're at home you know there's still talent on that roster you know Dabo may have forgotten how to coach this year or maybe he can't coach when he's paying the players like however that works out some people are front runners <laughs> some people are front runners when they got the best of all the ingredients the food is great but if uh they don't have the correct ingredients they can't cook for shit are you trying to like hawk the the show next you know next level chef or whatever it is coming on a fox where they do those different ingredients and different levels <laughs> no i'm super fat tonight i ate dinner and i'm still hungry and i just can't figure out how to go on without thinking about food right now i'm trying i really am but i can tell we can talk about food right now that's what you get for eating chinese food before the podcast oh man it wasn't even that it was a chicken breast i just needed another one i guess yeah. <laughs> quit smoking tobacco a few six eight nine months ago and uh Boy, food con- food consumption has changed drastically. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know, anybody who decides to quit smoking tobacco, be prepared to eat. Well, because you get your taste back. Oh, I know. Everything tastes good. <laughs> the whole world tastes. Everything tastes good. Anything <laughs> I eat, delicious. Oh. Um, so the, ne- the next game on our list is Oregon versus Utah. Utah is the three-point favorite. Did a little pre-gaming research on this one, too. Another uh, situation that very little separates both teams. Even closer than the Ohio State um Michigan State matchup. It's actually uh, the offense is number three and four in the conference, Oregon to Utah. Oregon mm-hmm. with a slight edge. And defensively, Utah's three and Oregon six. There's your difference. There's the difference. And the difference is passing game again, 300 yards difference. And Oregon, I, I, Oregon's given up almost 200 yards rushing more, also. I don't like so much looking at just pure numbers when it comes to, especially passing defense um, for, for these good teams, because a lot of times, talking about being front runners, these teams jump out early and teams have to pass to catch. Job. It completely eliminates the running game. Right. But uh, an interesting stat to look at is yards per play. Yes. And um, Oregon is at five, uh, 5.06 and Utah is at 5.10. So that, that's very close, very close defensively and offensively. It's gonna, I think it'd be a great game, but I'm going to stick with Oregon. Highlighter uniforms win. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should change your pick to Michigan State because I think they're going with their highlighter green uniforms against Ohio State. Right. But they're still Michigan State. Ah, there's the difference. Yes. That didn't change. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and, and I'm not kidding. If you guys tune into the game on Saturday, I, I think they're going with the, the bright green you can see from space. And by the way, offensively, this Utah-Oregon game, the offense is separated by one-tenth yards per play. Yeah. Six, three, seven, six, four, seven. So, I mean, this might be a good game to watch this weekend if anybody has a chance to sit down and watch it. I think it's the obviously it's the late game because it's um, on the West Coast. I think it's the, the ABC late game, too. There's no excuse, people. Do your homework. Watch this game. Might be a good one. Yep. So, Dorian, who are you going with? Um, I'm going with the home team. I'm going with Utah. I think um, uh, I, I think that U- Utah is going to make the game ugly uh, with uh, Oregon. Um, it, I know it's like you have your Michigan States, you have your Utahs. It's like there's certain teams that in big games they just find a way to make it just ugly, <laughs> you know. And 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 I've seen a couple of uh, first halves of uh of, of Utah's uh, games, and they don't. It, they just seem like a team that just wanted like they want to win and they're gonna make it ugly doing it. And I think this is going to be one of those games. Yeah, and the thing with Utah in years past is they normally kind of have a really good record. Mm-hmm. They meet USC, and for whatever reason, they can't take on USC, but don't know why. And then their season starts to, starts to fall apart. Now, they haven't played USC this year, and they won't, just kind of the way that the schedule has worked out. And you're right, they they kind of just make every game just ugly and feisty. Um, and the, but the on the other side of that, Oregon has not really blown anybody out this year. They're not the Oregon that we used, that we, we you know, grew up knowing. You know, they had the one great game against Ohio State and that was like a perfect storm of a game you know they played a perfect game on on offense and Ben Benford didn't break in, in the red zone every other game has been close and they've played down the competition I mean like I said the Washington game a couple weeks ago they should have lost that game right. um, the the Washington State game they almost lost you know and so I just I, I see their luck going out this this week and especially against Utah who can can just make things ugly and feisty and they just seem to want it and I don't think Oregon's gonna gonna survive, and it's gonna completely knock out the Pac-12. Oh, poor things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they can go some, go have some avocado toast. Please, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come out, come out east before the uh, season gets too old, and try try your uh, luck. That's what you should well, do. Yeah. And maybe SEC should play north, you know, west of the Mississippi River, or north of the Mason-Dixon line. One the <laughs> if there's any real football there, they would. <laughs> um, but speaking of west of the Mississippi, we got Baylor versus Kansas State. Mm. Baylor's riding high. You going with oh, Baylor? Well. Yeah, I'm going with Baylor. They got to feel like world beaters after last week. Dorian? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with uh, Baylor too. Um, they're their running attack is really good. Um, Smith, I think the running back's name is like put the ball in his hands. He's like, uh, He's electric, man. So I like him. So I picked up, uh, I picked Baylor. Yeah, see, I, I went to, with Oregon State for kind of the same reason. Or I'm sorry, Kansas State for kind of the same reason. Because they're coming off that high from Oklahoma. Mm. Baylor is not a team that's used to winning. They're not, their players don't really know how to sustain that level of excellence. Mm. You know, even with like Ohio State or Penn State or Florida or Alabama, they come off a big game, you know, even if it's a close game, and they just will run through the next, the next couple and it's no big deal. Baylor's not used to it. So I, I, I've got Kansas State to win in a close one, 27-26, 27-24, something like that. And so, um, you know, th- th- this week's going to be interesting because we have a lot of different picks. A little further research here. And um, there's almost a two yards per play difference between Baylor's offense and Kansas State's offense. It's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Pretty big difference. But if I'm mis- if I'm not mistaken, I'll, I'll pull it up now, is I think the Kansas State defense is significantly better. It's uh, th- so, um, in the conference, Kansas State's defense is third and Baylor's is fifth. Yep. 
Mm. You know, Baylor's given up over 350 yards. Mm. You know, in yeah, but they're both giving up similar yards per play: five, uh, five point three six for Kansas so, State, five point three four for Baylor. So we'll say. I so I, just, I, I see just a, a funky thing happening there in Manhattan and the, the Little Apple. Who went out there and was like, "This reminds me of Manhattan." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it Manhattan. I'm call it Manhattan. <laughs> oh, and, and I was right. The Oregon-Utah game is the, the late game on ABC. Okay, good. So if, if you guys are, are up, I recommend watching it. It doesn't start too late, so it only starts at 7.30 now. I, I love them moving games up, especially with kids. Um, but yeah, check it. It's gonna be, It should be a fun game to watch. I would think so. So with that, we'll take a quick break. Want more Sandlot Sports? Follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports. And on Twitter, it's Podcast Sandlot. And we're back. So, Dorian, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who was happier on Sunday? Cam Newton or you on behalf of Cam Newton? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I know I've been, you know, about Cam Newton. I've been hearing it from all sides. I just felt as if he still got a little bit of football left. He's not the Cam Newton as he was back in 2015, but I still think that he can, uh, you know, contribute. And so far, so good. Now, I, I do think that they had a great strategy with him. Hey, we just brought him in. He doesn't know the full playbook yet. Let's give him some time. But we think he can help, especially down by the goal line. And when he ran that in, what was from like two or three yards, it basically just, the, the game was over at that point. It was like um, the Kirk Gibson home run back in 88, their World Series was yeah. over because yeah. the, the team was so energized from just him doing that. It was done. Right. Now, the the interesting thing is, you know, most people are expecting Cam Newton to start. So uh, Matt Rule and his genius, so to say, uh, that they claim that he has on offense, they're going to have to be creative for him on offense. He's going to be the starter because, especially in the NFC South, most of the individuals who were used to playing against Cam, they know him and they know, you know, uh, you know, similar to what they faced back when uh, when he when he was his first stint in Carolina. So I'm curious to see how um, how Matt Rule is going to be creative in in his play calling or what they're going to call for him. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that they know Cam, but they also know PJ Walker and they know Sam Darnold. Um, yeah. Now I, I always give him props to PJ Walker at the start of the season because I watched him play um, and that was the American League or mm-hmm. whatever it was. You know, and he looked like a legitimate quarterback. He has not put mm-hmm. it together in the NFL, probably the, the increase of talent. Um, but they don't have a choice because Darnold's out um, and he was, you know, he was exposed anyway. So yeah, if you bring Cam in, let him do his thing. And, you know, and I know BJ's going to throw something on the TV when I say this, maybe you do a two quarterback system specifically. <laughs> no, but hear me out. Hear me out. Walker is good between the twenties. Yeah. rule has flat has come out and said that he's still working on his decision-making down in the red zone, which is fine. But if you get down on the goal line and you've got a linebacker that back there as quarterback, it kind of makes, that this is making a little little different so I, I could see them using walker as the starter and bringing in cam as almost like a closer when's the, when has that system ever been successful uh 2007 at florida and then before that when nah. <laughs> well <Okay>. it, <laughs> so you just, just admit we're reaching for lightning in a bottle here that's what yeah. we're trying to do yeah okay there we go all right as, as long as we know that we're scrapping and clawing and because that's what this is this is desperation but like yeah. i said last week rules gotta do something <laughs> desperation. I mean, he, he, he doesn't really have a choice because oh, we're about t- to get out of the playoffs do everything we can to keep it in where's cam yeah, yeah. because if, if he doesn't turn around soon he's going back to college so now they're paying like cam cam's replacement and cam again yeah yeah <laughs> plus darnold plus pj walker yeah. so they're paying for like six quarterbacks right now pretty much like fiscal conservatives they're in carolina <laughs> yeah looks like their ncaa heritage is showing exactly so pretty much cam newton just took what 19 months off yeah rehabbing yeah, basically <laughs> 
Did you switch that stupid ass Twitter font yet? (laughs) (laughs) Have a right eye stroke trying to read that shit. I, I don't even try anymore. That's okay, dude. I, I have an aneurysm trying to read half the stuff on Twitter anyway. You know what's worse is like, I'm looking at the stupid font trying to read it. And then when I get done, everything that was in the fucking tweet wasn't worth the effort I put into reading that stupid font. <laughs> well, again, you're on Twitter. Half the stuff on there is not really worth it anyway. So, exactly. <laughs> Except what we put on there, because that's worth reading. <laughs> I have a question for you guys to just to pivot real quick. Um, is it far fetched to say that the way that Bill Belichick is coaching Matt Jones and the Patriots that they could meet either the Dallas Cowboys or another NFC team in the net? I mean, in the uh, for the Super Bowl? I don't think they're ready for the Super Bowl. I do think they're ready to make the playoffs. I I don't think they have um, enough talent to get past Mahomes, to get past Roethlisberger, Jackson, and Allen in the playoffs. You say Roethlisberger? I did. Are you watching football this year? I am. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just... The, uh, it's, okay, Dorian, hold on one second. If his I arm's keep... garbage. It's only going to get colder. Most <laughs> of the teams will be playing playoff games is outside. I have a bad knee. When it's cold out, it really sucks. And nobody hits my knee. If nobody. I gave you a choice today, right now, to go win a game, and I gave you Mac Jones or Ben Roethlisberger, who would you take? Mac Jones. Okay. Because Mac Jones can throw the ball 15 yards downfield. <laughs> Yeah. No, Ben's elbow, Ben looks like Manning. When Manning was out there throwing the ball, and it's like, oh, ugh, what's that duck? What are you doing? <laughs> he, looks like Man- he looks like Manning with the Broncos last year with the Broncos. It doesn't, it's not good. Okay. It's the beginning of the end. I, I don't doubt that, but I still, I, I would still pick Roethlisberger and that team over Mac Jones and the Patriots in the playoffs. Uh, the Patriots defense is a Bill Belichick defense. It's a very yeah. good defense this year. And uh, Mac's doing enough. Bill Belichick can win with a guy that does enough. Mac, Mac is, oh, what was that, what's that term? Oh, wait, he's a game manager, which is really what they need. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dorian, you were, you were going to say something. We got off no, on no, uh, no, no, I was just saying, well, actually, uh, BJ took words out of my mouth. Like, the Patriots defense is, is their, their special this year. Uh, Matt Judon is doing an excellent job. Hightower, like, they got those pieces that I didn't have a year ago back. And... And it's just, again, it's like with Bill Belichick, it's like all they need Mac Jones to do is just not follow the ball over. Not turn the ball over. That's it. Not turn the ball over. So manage the game, if you will. Stay as long as on the field, as long as you possibly can. And every drive has to end in some kind of points. Every drive has has to end in a kick. That's really it. Don't turn the ball over. Turn field position over and go from there. We said at the start of the year, we said during a preview, the Patriots were seven to nine last year and their entire roster was decimated. They lost quarterback and lost everyone else to COVID and they were still seven and nine. So I mean and we said if Mac Jones can come in and give them three more wins, ten and seven in the 17 game season, yeah. that's enough to compete for the playoffs. Not enough to go to the Super Bowl yet. I think that stake needs some more seasoning, but it's enough to make the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting because uh because you know Bill Belichick he's he's faced Pat Mahomes, which the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs as no. they were like from uh, years past. Did you so. not watch the you did not watch them <laughs> Sunday night, did you? I mean I saw it, but still it's look it's the Raiders. Look, I want to see this is. against like a Cowboys or or like. Oh, you mean a, like this week? You're about to find yeah. out. <laughs> right. Right. You're about right, to find right, out. Right. You know, now if they can do it this week, then I say, okay, now the Chiefs are back. But I, 
again, it was the Raiders. Well, see, and, and here's the thing, though. Like, the Raiders did what everyone else has been doing. The Raiders took away their deep pass. So Mahomes did what he's supposed to do and took the underneath, the middle to, to, to mid-range passes and completed them and got and just moved the ball up and down the field doing that. Now, my question with Mahomes is, one, two, has two questions, actually. One, will he have time to do that in the future? And two, will he continue to make the right decision? Because mm. Mahomes is not necessarily the best decision maker when it comes to pass. Because he'll throw in the double coverage. Now, granted, he'll get it in there. But he he will take chances. Better watch his ass this weekend. There's a wide receiver playing corner out there this weekend. <laughs> catching yeah. balls behind his head and shit. Hey, as long as he's not catching up with his taint, he's okay. <laughs> hey, that should have counted. Taint catch. Taint catches. <laughs> That was one of the best catches ever. That's not a butt catch. He didn't catch that with his butt. There's no crack down there. That was taint. Yeah, the butt catch and the butt fumble. Man. No, 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 you guys, don't. no, 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 taint no, catch. no, no. There was no butt there. That was taint catch. It's it's more impressive. The taint's closer to the ground. <laughs> At that particular time, I couldn't believe he stopped that ball. That I, don't know if, I don't know if you, if you guys were watching the game last night, but when it happened, like I think it was Lewis Reddick, it's like he caught that with, well, I can't say it on TV, but he caught it. <laughs> I'd be glad I wasn't doing the game. He caught it with taint. <laughs> and, and I'd be sitting there with bated breath, hoping my co host asked me what taint was. Please, please ask me. I dare you. I dare you to ask me. We're all getting fined. <laughs> oh, man. Some kid from Tennessee is going to write me a letter over that shit. <laughs> I was innocent. Oh, I watched your football game. Glad I could pop your cherry, kid. Enjoy. God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tank catch should have counted. And the penalty was on somebody that like had no bearing on the play whatsoever. Do they understand what they made irrelevant? We'd have been talking about that for two weeks. <laughs> we still might. Somebody would have caught a ball next week. Could be like, wasn't as good as tank catch. <laughs> does he get? Does he get the pub that OBJ got from his catch with that with the tank catch? Hell yeah! <laughs> his tank doesn't have fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Oh man, that's up there with David Tyree if that had counted. Yep. <laughs> That was crazy. I love football. (laughs) Every every week or so, there was a play like you just go, I've never seen that before. Yeah, what What are you doing? (laughs) Like, what just happened here? I love football until it's time to pick it, apparently. Yeah, we'll get to the picks later, but um, who who's the, I can tell you who the best team in the AFC is, and that's probably Tennessee. Who's the best team in the NFC? I'm, uh, I removed myself from this conversation. I hate to say it, man. And Captain I know BJ is going to get a, BJ is going to pitch a tent when I say it. But, um, <laughs> that, that's I, why I, he's cut, he, the, the camera. Whoever, like, <laughs> who said my tent's ever down? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so much effort to pitch it if you just leave it up it's always there it's um i gotta say right now uh you gotta be the cowboys the reason why i say that is because it's like like you you can't a defense can't can't take anything away from the cowboys so let's say if you try to take away the run like they have like alabama crimson tide when it comes to wide receivers you got Dak prescott so like pick your poison right and let's say if you try to take away the pass i mean you got uh i think pollard and zeke is probably the best running back duo 
in the NFL. So, so you, you would take them defensive... over Captain Douchebag? Yeah. <laughs> you forget that Demarcus Lawrence has not come back yet. He'll be back this week or next. And uh, we have a promising defensive tackle from last year, Neville Gallimore, who came out of Nebraska, I believe. And mm. he's coming back. He hasn't even touched the field this year. We have people coming back. Yeah. So, but what, what I'm hearing is that the best team in the NFC is not the Rams. That looks really crappy last night. Yeah. yeah. Really crappy. That was, that was tough. <laughs> Those memes were hilarious. <laughs> Inconsistent 49ers. Like they, we don't know what team's showing up every week and the yeah. Rams are supposed to be. Remember when I was talking about the Bucks Ram matchup a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was like, why is the line this close? They're not that good. Yeah, well, and they haven't been good for a couple weeks because they were no. horrible against Tennessee. Well, well, your boy's thrown four interceptions in two weeks. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what Stafford will do. He will have a great stretch of four or five games where he looked fantastic. And then his arm will get tired and his decision making will not be the same. Now, Aikman not- thinks that Odell might have ruined that locker room just by showing up. He mm-hmm. said that um he's starting to feel some of that pressure Baker felt where he's on the field. I got to get him the ball. And it- the, the first interception, I would be 100% with, with Aikman on that That's one. exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. Because when he when he forced it in the double coverage down downfield, you could tell he's trying to get Odell the ball. Yeah. And Troy said, there's no way you're completing that pass. No. Yeah. Right. You know, and, no. and they even said on the broadcast last night, like o- Odell was there for a couple, just a couple of days. They're like, they're not giving him any complicated route. They're not having him, you know, with, they even said he's lined up on the opposite side of the field as the other receivers. Because you don't want him around them, because he doesn't know anything about the playbook yet. So it's basically right. just go run it, run a go route, or run a hook. That's it. That's all you're doing. Well, that's another thing they brought up during the game is that having Odell out there was slowing down the offense. McVay likes to use tempo and keep the defense on their heels. But they had to huddle because Stafford had to tell OBJ what to do. Yeah, right. And then you also saw too, like towards the end, uh, Matt Stafford was like, "Screw it." And he started going to Mr. Reliable, which is Cooper Cup. He just beat him. And I'm sure <laughs> OBJ was kind of like, all right, I'm here, you know. But it's going to take a time for him and Stafford to get that uh, camaraderie anyway because it's like you just arrived on the team, bro. Like, you, I, I'm shocked that they threw the ball to him as many times as they tried to. I'm shocked know. he played. Yeah. To be 100% honest with you, I'm shocked that he was even on the field right. because he doesn't know the playbook. You right. know, give him time to be successful. But I think by force-feeding him onto the field, by trying to force-feed him receptions, it's going to hurt the team. Yeah. But I do believe that the Rams have the locker room to keep Odell in check, though. I do. How? From, like, the Jalen Ramsey's to the Aaron unhinged. Donald. Jalen Ramsey is, like, you're, you're telling borderline me that, unhinged. You're telling me that that Stafford can keep Ramsey, Von Miller, and OBJ in line. Oh, well, I wouldn't. Well, I think that when that, it comes that, to that, OBJ, that, 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 that's what I heard. <laughs> I think because of OBJ, I don't think that Stafford can keep in line, but I think like the likes of uh, Aaron Donald, like, uh, you know, I think like Aaron Donald or a Von. Uh, Miller, I think those type of personality. Von Miller, the guy that said come to my Halloween party and pay for it. You think that's going to keep OBJ in line? Or I'm going (laughs) to fuck this locker room up? Like those are the options. Either pay for this or I'm going to be a bitch. That that's gonna that's gonna keep OBJ in line. Look, I don't like talking about I don't like talking about athletes like that. But I honestly think I if you gave me a couple beers, I would say that to him. Like, really, you're gonna be a bitch because you threw a stupid party? It would hurt, <laughs> but I might say it. I think we should find out. <laughs> I, I think Aaron almost should say it and see what happens. Nothing will fucking happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slap your head off your shoulders. You talk back to him. Yeah, nothing will happen. You're Nothing right. will happen. We can do it to Aaron Donald. 
this guy doesn't even have a gut and he can survive on the line of scrimmage. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. There's no extra weight. He doesn't get any help from any fat like some of these guys that carries 100 pounds of fat on him. This man is just all muscle and he survives in the land of giants. Just think about that. You don't mess with him. He still get double digit sacks being double teamed more than I think I think it was 75 percent of the time by people that weigh 30 pounds more than him yeah. and, and that's my point let Von Miller try his bitch act with Aaron Donald Shit, no. George George Kittle buried Von Miller last night yes yeah and run run blocked him into the ground I saw that I saw that and and that was the end about the game it wasn't so much that that San Francisco beat them into submission it was just how they did it you know I think the only time the Rams had the ball in the first quarter, they were throwing interceptions because mm-hmm. that, that first drive was like 11 minutes quickly. You know, I, I, you, you looked up, okay, it's 14, nothing because of the pick six. Well, Los Angeles never had the ball. And if you can do that, you can neutralize a lot. Now, San Francisco can't do that consistently. They might do it again this week because they're playing Jacksonville, but they can't do it consistently against better teams. Yeah. Jackson. And also too, <laughs> with the Rams. Jackson. With the Rams. <laughs> Y'all going to hey. kick three more field goals for the win this, this week? Look, a win is a win. Unfortunately, we didn't get one this past Sunday, but... Um, hey, but the Lions saying, didn't lose. Yeah. You, sound like a youth, <laughs> you sound like a youth football team. <laughs> a win is a win, guys. Good job. <laughs> Look, as long as it shows a W. But um, real quickly, well, I was talking about the Rams. So with the Rams, I think that the Rams had an advantage when they had Robert Woods, right? But now that Robert Woods is gone, what's going to happen is the defense is going to put their best defensive player on Cooper Cup. They're going to say, okay, we dare OBJ to beat. Because that's going to be a hindrance to uh, the offense, I believe. For, uh, and, and see, yeah. and that's the thing. Woods was okay with not being the focal point of the offense. Right. He was okay with Cup doing his thing. And getting you know whatever whatever catches he could because he was having one on one coverage. Jefferson was okay with that as well. OBJ is not. Right. If he's not getting ten targets a game, his dad's gonna talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> and just how long until that? Because uh, we talked about you know he they need to bring him along slowly. Is that gonna be too slow for his tape? What happened? Because his first year with the Browns, he had seventy four catches. He had fifty one less the next season. I know he was injured. How many games did he play? I'm about to find out right now. All right. In seven games oh no played yeah 16 and then seven so, so I mean, he that, missed that, he missed most of the season so that, that that'll hinder your production yes well, let's see he had but see that's the thing you know he he played seven games then six and he's played seven games this season yeah. He's still averaging like 13.9 to catch, 13.2 this season. Yeah, but I mean, once you or a family member does the act that his dad did, that's going to carry with you, and you're going to think that it'll work. And, and again, you're bringing somebody in midseason. Oh, it works. It'll get you out of teams, but it might not get you where you want to go. It, it'll get you out of right. the league. Yeah. Right, right. Is he going to be one of those like fading stars? Like he's never going to be what he is again? I mean, because we're looking at seven years in now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's seem like it. I think, I think he's Pete. This is eighth season. Yep. Yeah, and he's wasting his time with his emotions. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I know we said it before, but outside of three or four spectacular catches, what has he really done? That's true. He had a stretch of thousand yard seasons going there until he got injured. I mean, one, two, three, four, five out of his eight seasons have been thousand yard seasons. So I mean he started out okay. Uh, I don't know. But once he got hurt. Well, I mean, he even, uh, yeah, 2017, he played four games and he hasn't been the same since. He hasn't had double digit touchdowns since. He hasn't had more than six in a year since that. Hmm. Don't know what that tells you. Yeah. I still feel like I'm winning that trade. I traded him for Melvin Gordon. Oh, I think you won that trade. Yeah. It didn't look like it the first two weeks. I text, uh, text Mike about it. I was like, oh, that was a whole wasted, wasted bunch of button pushing that was. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to do it. 
So how are you Speaking doing in fantasy anyway? Not so good. Not so good. Typical. Well, I know AK is winning the fairy tale football league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For now. So far, so good. Yeah. Man, It'll change. Don't worry. I just want to beat you and your brother to give myself any remote shot of getting in there, Dorian. So I have to beat <laughs> you and Demarcus back to back weeks. Uh, and me, yeah, same here with me. Right now, I'm sitting at four, but I have it's just the injuries, man. Like Alvin Kamara, they don't know if he's playing next game. Gronk was my go-to. We don't know he may not even come back for the rest of the season to the playoffs. So I'm like, shit. So it's just, and then my running back situation. Um, I, I gotta touch on this. I don't know what the hell Atlanta is doing, but it's like, okay, it's like they're four-speeding Cordell Patterson, right? And and again, he's talented. But it's like like you have Mike Davis who can run the ball. You're not even freaking using him. And I'm not saying this because he's my fantasy team. I'm saying this because like I'm looking at the games. It's like you guys could try to run the ball a little bit more, and they're not even doing it. It's, it's just crazy. Well, and that was the thing about the 49ers game last night is most teams don't run the ball like that anymore, and right. they should. This is not complicated. Right. If you <laughs> consistently run the ball, you can consistently compete in games, and a lot of times pull them out. Yeah. Because you're not. Not only are you moving the ball down the field, you're wearing the other team out, you're bleeding the clock, you're not let, letting them get the ball back, and you're and you're scoring. Like you you combine all that, you've got a good chance of winning most games. Right. And yes, the glitz and glamour of throwing the ball up and down the field is great, but if you're not scoring points, it doesn't freaking matter. Right. That's true. So. Football is a complicated game, but it's also very very simple. <laughs> You have to run the ball to keep defenses honest. You yeah. can't run the ball. It's like you screwed. Well, and and look at that. Outside of the Chiefs, the past couple of years, name a playoff team that didn't run the ball consistently. Crickets. I know well, the Packers <laughs> when they get there, they hardly ever have a run game. Hey, Aaron Aaron Jones. I know he's hurt this this week. He's not bad. He normally gets eight, nine hundred yards, even close to a thousand every year. Yeah, he's injured last year. I don't think he finished the year, did he? Yeah, let's find out. I'm working on that right now. Yeah, he played ten games last year. So yeah, when he's in there, he's good. But traditionally, when the Packers go to the playoffs, they don't really have much of a running game. And that's why they haven't really been successful in the playoffs. Oh, Aaron Jones expected to miss some time. Yeah, he's out one one to two weeks. But they have AJ Dillon, and I I feel like he's a stud. Yeah. He's a good running back. I thought he was a stud at Boston College. Oh yeah, me too. He was hard man to tackle. All those bo- all those Boston College running backs come out of there with thighs. I don't get it. Like they all got like Earl Campbell thighs. Yeah. Who was the one that went to the Giants? Oh man, dang it. I don't know. The the only yeah, I mean. Jacobs, Bradshaw? No, he he went to Marshall. He was from Marshall, yeah. Oh no, it was just towards the Andre Williams. Andre Williams. That's yep. Andre Williams. He's one of those guys that's got the thighs. They just don't stop moving their legs, and they will not stop moving forward. And if you if you have the lower body strength, you can be successful. I mean, unless you're Ron Dane, you try to dance back there. Yeah, no, you gotta go forward. If you're, yeah, if you're gonna do that, you gotta go forward. Yep, that that was his problem. He was a power runner in college. He got to the pros and went, "I'm gonna dance." No, he might have got. No, you're he might have got smacked in practice and was like, oh, no. Oh, I didn't expect this. Yeah, Strahan probably got to him. <laughs> so we are going to get to our pick. No need. BJ, BJ, I know you want to hear this. I know you do. Uh, BJ's leading our picks. How did that happen? Because <laughs> we suck. <laughs> So uh, BJ and Dorian are tied for first with 16 wins, and I've got 14. Well, because my team's relevant, that's the tiebreaker. So, <laughs> so the, the first game we have is Green Bay versus Minnesota. Green Bay is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Hey, Minnesota got me back to zero this week, so I'm going to go with Minnesota again. You going with the Jekyll and Hyde offense? Yep. <laughs> um, Over Captain Douchebag. Over Captain Ivermectin. It's a tough one. I just really want him to lose now before. <laughs> it wasn't personal now it's just like oh god the earth's flat isn't it 
and we yeah. didn't land on the moon. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Captain Douchebag. So I, th- I think that the uh, I think having uh, AJ Dillon as the running back, I, I think it's going to help uh, the offense out. Yeah, I think this past week was him getting back into the swing of things and mm-hmm. you know playing the Seattle defense that that is still good. Um, I don't think Minnesota's defense is as good, so I, th- I I'm picking Green Bay. In fact, I'll even pick them to win by at least three points. Take that for what you will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the next, the next team is San Francisco versus Jacksonville. Go ahead, Dorian. I mean, I I gotta stay loyal. I'll take them for the team. No, this is this is about being right or wrong. This isn't about loyalty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, even though uh, San Francisco, they you know they kicked the ass of uh, the Rams. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. Man, I think I think Jacksonville gonna pull out. <sighs> See, I thought we fixed him since the draft, Adam. We have not fixed him. No, <laughs> no, we haven't. We've have not you, fixed him. You, but you know what I did learn though? Nothing. We have a good chance of winning. We can make the game ugly, and we can do that with the Niners. We got so Jacksonville. We do go together. If well. your opponent, if your opponent has their worst game of the year, you can win it. I hope so. This is the NFL. <laughs> You just got to make it ugly, baby. San Francisco. They like ugly football. You see what they did last night? <laughs> no, they pounded the football. They did. play action passes. You know, they just, they did, they worked the football. See, I, I went with, with uh, Jacksonville because, you know, I'm going back to my old thing. And this one, you coming off a high Monday night victory, flying across country to play in an early game in Jacksonville. I, I think Jacksonville kind of uh, stops that running game from getting five yards a clip that they were getting against the Rams. And also, I don't think they drop as many passes as the Rams. In the third quarter, it looked like the Rams just gave up. I mean, because Higby was dropping them, Cup was dropping them. It just looked like they weren't focused maybe so. something happened during the locker room uh to where they just came out flat in that second half are, are, are you saying that there might be some type of disease in that locker room maybe it's not odell it's fodell <laughs> fold up fodell. fold up fodell 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 beckham fold up. <laughs> old card table ass <laughs> So, so we made Dorian pick against his team. Um, BJ, you're next. Dallas against the city. No, this isn't fair. Neither, you could put the <laughs> Lions in here. Wait. We could pick the Lions. No, we could pick the Lions game because y'all ain't got shit going on. Like, <laughs> this isn't Dallas fair. Dallas versus Kansas City. This isn't fair. First of all, that line's an absolute disgrace. It's in the wrong direction. The number's too low. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys are going to beat Kansas City and probably powerbomb Tyreek Hill in the process. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have anything against Tyreek, but if you can stop that guy, you can shut that offense down. Is Diggs going to go up and just give him the deuces? I hope Diggs doesn't guard him. I don't know if Diggs has got the mobility to guard Tyreek. It's going to have to be Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. Uh, Lewis is something special. He's quick, quick. Yeah. Um, I picked Dallas. And one of the reasons is I think that – I think both Pollard and Zeke are going to have a monstrous day on the ground. They're going to feed up, so they're going to eat up. All three of us picked Dallas. I hate that you picked Dallas. I hate <laughs> that you made me do this. I hate that you made me do this. If we lose this, I'm boycotting the show next week. <laughs> I'm just gonna sign in. And I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute my video, mute my audio, and just let you stare at a black screen. My name on it. Oh, so what kids were doing last year during distance learning? Yep, that's what we're doing. I'm not really sitting here listening to this horseshit. <laughs> um, the the last game was Cincinnati versus Vegas. Who Cincinnati looked like garbage last week. Yes. Mm, man, bounce back week. Cincinnati. That line sucks. <laughs> It's basically a pick Um, I'm going with Oakland. I mean, not Oakland. Shit. Uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> shit, I'm still calling the San Diego Chargers. You're okay. 
I don't know where these games are playing anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I, I was arguing with somebody online. I typed this big thing about him being a Redskin fan. I kept typing Redskins, and I was like, shit. I just deleted the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I can't believe you made me pick Dallas, man. I, I hope every time you're about to fall asleep this week, your nuts start to itch. Just just as you're at that part where you can kind of hear things, but you don't know you're awake. <laughs> just as you're about to fall asleep, I hope you're not sick. Uh, yeah, that's what you get. Uh, Fuck you. So, yeah. so I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting watching TV and heard this noise out in the living room. I was like, well, what the hell is that? And my wife looked at me. She went, you got to go check it out. I'm like, oh, no. no. <laughs> it's probably like the automated vacuum or something and heard it again i'm like okay let, let me go see what the hell is going on in the living room because it was like 10 o'clock at night go out to the living room i'm still completely dark nothing going on and i kind of turned the corner and uh, my four-year-old is using the bathroom downstairs so i knock on the door make sure it's him and obviously it was him and i told him to go you know go back to bed and i go i get back to the bedroom my wife is goes did you knock on the door to the bathroom I'm like yeah what did you think the burglar was going to answer you should have someone broke into my house to take a shit i mean come on (laughs) it's a play thing to do yeah i don't know if i broke into your house to take a shit i don't know if i'd answer you i'd be like just let it happen man let it happen i'm already peeling the paint here i'm not robbing you bro i'm just taking shit come on i'm I'm robbing fresh air (laughs) (laughs) robbing that toilet that toilet <laughs> oh, I, I know we, hey, so we did this we did this move uh back when the just after we got out of quarantine, uh Aprilish, right? So I walk in the house and this lady's got like this toilet paper all stacked up. So I just run in, grab it, and run out of the house. I go, Nick, we got what we came for and left. He <laughs> just ran out the front door of the toilet paper. She's <laughs> laughed so hard. That was great. That's a good way to start a day right there. Well, you, you know that was now and not like 18 months ago when toilet paper was going for gold. Dude. That's why that's why I told you it was back in April. Oh, okay. When I, when I came out of quarantine. Yeah. That was um no, yeah, it was great. She's like, oh, and then started laughing. It was excellent. Uh people don't like bad mover jokes, by the way. Like they'll be like oh they'll be like oh man i got too much stuff i'd be like don't worry we're gonna stop at the pawn shop on the way over yeah they, they don't <laughs> think it's funny they don't like those no because those people <laughs> exist i keep forgetting like these <laughs> people exist so oh man but it's so funny to watch the jokes fall flat and i'm just like i'm, I'm playing with you i'm just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so on, on bj's terrible joke we're gonna take a quick break that's a great joke want more sandlot sports follow us on facebook at sandlot sports and on Twitter, it's Podcast Sandlot. And we're back. Um, and Dorian, do you want to talk a little bit about basketball? Yeah. Um, I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to ask a question. So you oh, because we're not, right? ha- not having fun now. Okay. See how yeah. You now, now, now the fun part happens, huh? Now Dorian's in control. <laughs> Great. No, Bozo's okay. the clown here. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, well, the thing, um, I saw a meme and it said, like, if your life depended on it, right? Like, who would you depend on to make a shot? Uh, half, no, I think it was a half court shot, either half court shot or somewhere behind three point line to, to save your life. And they said it's one shot. And they had, um, it had Steph Curry, they had Dirk Dewinsky, and they had a couple of um, other shooters, right? But here's the catch. The catch is that, like, it has to be all net and it can't be a bank shot. There's another catch besides you die if he misses? How many, (laughs) like, how many... How far are we going to go with this? Well, see, if it's a bank shot, there's another the catch. If Jesus comes down in the middle of the shot, 
I mean, the, the answer is easy. If my if my life depended on somebody making a three-point shot, I'm going with Curry. Oh, just let me do it. If I die, I want to be mad at me, not somebody else. <laughs> so, so, so you'd rather shoot the shot instead of letting Just Curry let me do, do it. it just let me do it. <laughs> it probably be way less anxiety for me to shoot it than it would be to watch somebody else do it. Because <laughs> if you saw somebody else do it, hey, man, yeah. you want to kick their ass anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna, before I die, I have to kill him so he comes with me. <laughs> And that, and the heart attack that I'll have while he's sitting there dribbling like there's nothing going on here. Oh, that's, that's James Harden. Don't worry about it. Pull up. Pull up. Shoot it. Yeah, no, I, I just take the chances. I'll do it myself. If you're forcing me to pick an NBA player. Oh, man. Larry Bird. I can definitely see that. Because he doesn't believe he's ever going to miss it. I need no. that. I need that well, right no, now. No, no. If you, right now. if you want somebody that doesn't believe he's going to miss, just give it to J.R. Smith. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I have to clarify. Larry Bird is not going to miss in hits. <laughs> With my luck, JR forget what he was shooting about and walk off the damn court. Would you didn't throw a bottle of soup at him for being a dumbass? I don't know. JR's <laughs> technically where he'll do a hook shot instead of shooting ball like dude for shooting. No, I'm just we've talked shot. about we've talked about this before. Leave crazy alone. <laughs> don't mess with crazy. <laughs> But uh, in all seriousness, um, have you guys what's up with the Lakers? They're bronze on is... the sideline. <laughs> yeah, but some commentators from ESPN said that they don't need like LeBron can actually take some time off, and they got Russell, they got AD, they they'll be a good hand. No, no, the pieces don't fit together. That's the bottom really? line. What's crazy is they should, because Russ can just slide to what he's natural at. That's shooting guard, play defense, get to the basket, let let LeBron run the point, yeah. and AD dominate the middle, and none of it is working. No, so do you think they? move him i think lebron i think lebron's say, uh, sitting out to build his mvp campaign like when he comes back and they win 14 straight or something they gonna be like see i'm the greatest mm. he's a narcissistic enough to, to do that he's the nba's version of aaron Rodgers, except without the ivermectin yeah <laughs> that we know of <laughs> yeah that'd be crazy if he came out talking all that shit and found out he wasn't vaccinated either like oh <laughs> Liars. <laughs> wow. And again, if someone doesn't want to be vaccinated, that is their choice. I don't agree with it. That is their choice. Don't lie about it. Don't be a douche about it. And don't cost your team about it. Oh, no. Yes, that would be nice. These. They say vaccinated people can carry a higher viral load. So if you really want to fuck with me, I've been weaponized. <laughs> <clears throat> That's okay. They, they, they say that vaccinated people are shedding and, and you know. If you if you get the vaccine, you should take a bath and borax. <laughs> yeah, some of you know. By the way, don't do that. Humans <laughs> <laughs> uh, are terrible. Man, how does how does society come up with these things, right? Like well, see, a long time ago, your people let white people in charge, and it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some of my black friends' fathers describe it as we pulled you out of the caves and we should have left you there. <laughs> I just got us canceled. You're welcome. Oh, oh man. I, it's just um so again, Joe <laughs> trying Rogan, to recover, right? trying to recover from that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. Remember, I flipped the boat over and we see who swims. <laughs> Hey, I, I heard the best joke about daylight savings time is you know, only a white man could think that he can cut off a foot at the bottom of the blanket, sew it to the top, and it's a longer blanket. Absolutely. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> um, Anyways, Dorian, you want to? This is your segment. Go for hey, it. Hey, you got, Dorian, you got any white jokes? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't have any. BJ's not repeating the, the joke I sent him, the, the, the clip I sent him on, on Messenger. I was upset that he didn't send it to you. He didn't put it in the group chat. <laughs> He's, he censored you. <laughs> I got to see this. It's the, it's the, I'll tell the odd. It's the clip from Clerks 2. That's all I'm going to say where the, uh, he realizes his grandmother is a racist. I got to see that. We'll send. I'll send it to you. Yeah, yes, do not do not put it on the podcast. I will oh, edit it out. Of course, nah, I would do the podcast. I'm doing it. Oh. <laughs> BJ's like, oh hell, chaos, chaos, everybody. <laughs> when Adam sent it to me, I was like, wait, why would you deprive Dorian of something like this? <laughs> there, I just put it in the group chat uh, for your enjoyment before bed. You know, it's 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 funny you guys mentioned about. White jokes is uh all right. So we had a um we had a function at my job, right? And they were telling jokes. So, you know, one of the guys making a joke and he was like, ha ha ha, homeboy. And then like I, I sat there and I didn't want to look over because I knew after he said it, people were gonna look at me to see what I was gonna respond. So I was like, okay, he's not talking to me, he's cracking a joke. I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing. And then one of my coworkers, she was like, Did you hear that? I said, Hear what? She's like, Never mind. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, should I say something? Or like, was he talking to me? Like, I, I thought he was talking to someone else. Hey, man, just call him a peckerwood and see what happens. <laughs> in Texas, that's actually a compliment. Well, I mean, that's fucking Texas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they want us to see from the union, so let them go do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I mean. They want Joe Rogan to be president and, you know, Ted Cruz to be vice president. They're pissed off at Big Bird and do whatever the fuck they want. I don't care. How, how is pe- Somebody's going to have to explain to me how peckerwood's a compliment. All right. So for what I researched was there's a You did your own research? <laughs> yeah. Right. For what I, for what I researched is that there's a prison game called the Peckerwoods, and they're aligned with the Aryan Nation. So they're like, hey, like a, in prison, Peckerwood means a tough white motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So if you call it Peckerwood, it's like, yeah, I'm a Peckerwood. So that's what I found out. Man, y'all let them take that back. <laughs> I mean, it's prison. Uh, the I mean, product they... of defunding education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Y'all let them take it back. <laughs> you should have been ha- you should have been hammering that like, insult out for the last 200 years to make sure that was not recoverable yeah but you know how insane you have to be to take that as a compliment like there's people who have like pickerwoods like tattooed across their chest their necks and their face we are talking about texas here <laughs> there's no way in hell as a grown man especially a single grown man that i'm getting pecker tattooed anywhere on my body <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell are they thinking anyways before i get stabbed by a prison gang <laughs> i don't know what's worse being chased by mormons or stabbed by a prison gang a- anyways before either one of those happens um the, the warriors played the nets tonight and i don't know if the nets even showed up yeah you tried to salvage the conversation with that trying to trying Try, to, I'm trying to. <laughs> well the the warriors are out for, for uh blood i think because again yeah, this past too. year too much talking like yeah trash talking there, too many things have been said well, no, and they lost the by 18 yeah that that's the thing like steph was by himself last year and they still made the playoffs kind of and now they're better clay's coming back sometime here very shortly that team is scary yeah and and wiseman uh, yeah. Wiseman comes back too. They had the same timetable. Harden was six of thirteen tonight. Only took thirteen shots. Uh, yeah, well, he's two of six to the three point line. Oh, okay, yeah. they'll let you shoot at thirty three percent, probably.
probably, especially Harden. Yeah. They missed Kyrie. But yeah, they, I, had a, I, they had a rough night shooting. Yeah. They did not do well. 27% Steph, behind the line. Steph learned how to play point shooting guard last year. Like he mm-hmm. really grew into the role. And now he's just taking that knowledge, taking the skill, and just taking off with it. Steph was nine of 14 from the three point line. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what he does. He He's already the all time leader in three point uh, field goals made. It's because he's had the green light since he stepped on the court. <laughs> Wouldn't you give him the green light? Most likely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is, is there any shot that Steph could take that's a bad shot? I don't think you should try to dunk anymore. Fair enough. Yeah. The last time was kind of sketchy. I don't think you should do <laughs> yeah. it anymore. Yeah. He's got, he's got ankle problems. Just... He's got ankle problems as it is. I think you should shut that shit down, stick with the jump shot, and play as long as you can. Yeah. I agree. Plus, Stanford... his dunks are rim grazes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> smell, like... smell burnt leather every time he dunks. <laughs> um, yeah, but Stanford just did um, a study saying that people who do the athletic things in basketball have a much shorter career. Like, they've proven it. Wow. Well, because it's just so much wear and tear uh, but just on the bodies. Constantly mm-hmm. compressing joints. Yeah. Right. Those dunks and jumping and all that stuff. And and that's why, you know, shooters who are shooters, not slashers, tend to have a longer career. Ray mm-hmm. Allen, I mean, he lasted five years longer than he probably should have. Mm-hmm. But he stopped doing all that attacking. Yeah. Right. And look at look at Iverson. He's the complete opposite of that. That's all yeah. he was. And towards the end of his career, he was a, just a shell of himself. Well, yeah. he'd also taken a toll. He'd been going in there bouncing off a shack. So. And that kind of goes along with that point. Yeah, still weak. Yeah. Even um, there's another question I was thinking about. Um, even Dirk. I mean, uh, Dirk being able to have that shot, being able to hit those shots, he he played a lot longer too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Duncan. Yep, yeah, Duncan. And those 17, 18 footers, man. They. Carl Malone stayed on the court forever when he learned to shoot. Yeah, yeah he, he did. He extended his career immensely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now as far as um. As far as players, right? So I was talking to someone about Tracy McGrady, and they didn't agree with me when I told them that, you know, for me, I felt as if like Tracy McGrady was a better player than Kobe Bryant. Just from what I and 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 I told him, I said, I said, even th- there's an interview that Kobe Bryant like talked and he spoke how of Tracy McGrady's greatness. Tracy McGrady, people don't understand, like they're different kids. He was six eight and he and his wingspan was like uh was it 70 something? Like, like he he's long. Not only he's long, he's strong, right? So with so when Tracy McGrady, like it was impossible to block him if you're a center, because when he's going to the rim, he's going full force and his long his arms is just as long as some of the centers in the NBA. Now, do you think had McGrady played with Shaq, he would have had the career that Kobe had? Oh, just I just would. replace Kobe with McGrady on those Lakers teams. I think it's I think it's possible. I just feel as if like with McGrady I think that I think that him and Shaq would I don't know if him and Shaq would have worked out like Kobe and Shaq did. The reason why I say that is that Kobe was, at one point, he was willing to pass to Shaq. Tracy McGrady knew he was a man. And I could see that uh, Tracy McGrady would have been like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to get mine. You're going to get yours. You big enough. Like, but it seems as if Tracy McGrady, at at, at at one point, he was more like, like, I don't want to say selfish. That's not the word, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word to, to, to describe it, but but I think that Kobe and Shaq probably would have, uh, well, they, to me, they would have played better. 
uh, together than Brady and Shaq. Well, isn't that the crux of the argument then? I mean, now I'm thinking about, okay, if you take Shaq out of the equation, out of the equation, and let's say, for instance, if you would have put Kobe on the Orlando Magic to what Tracy McGrady had, I think you're trying to break the man. He, he died a couple years ago. Calm down. No, but uh, but I'm saying though, but I'm, I'm actually speaking to Tracy McGrady's greatness. Like, I don't think uh, Kobe would have been able to handle those Magic teams like Tracy McGrady was able to. Tracy McGrady had to sell in his mind like, okay, I'm the man. I got to make this happen. Well, and, and he and, went and did his thing. And I, I think, think Kobe would have been like, fuck this. He would have won. Yeah. And that's the problem. I think Kobe, I think Kobe, if he'd on, been on those early 2000s Magic teams, I think he would have broken somebody, not something, yeah. but somebody. Because... I mean, Kobe, Kobe was shitting on Smush Parker until he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he may have broken BJ Armstrong, not BJ yeah. Armstrong, uh, Daryl Armstrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> Because it's just you're not they're not playing to Kobe's level. Yes, T Mac was able to go, look, hey, look, y'all clear out. This is my team. I can handle it. Kobe, while that became his game later, the fact that his teammate teammates weren't even to to the tier that he wanted them to be, I think he would have broken somebody. And unfortunately, because of that also, T Mac was broken. And that's why I made the joke about Kobe about being broken. That load that T Mac carried in the early two thousands just completely broke his game. Yeah. It broke his body. Yeah. His His game was fine. He just couldn't he couldn't put together long stretches like he used to. He literally carried that team. Doc Rivers had one job, bro. And like haven't we gone over this bit in the past? Doc Rivers is an overrated coach. (laughs) Yeah. And Otis Smith wasn't the greatest GM. Was yeah. he doing it back then, or who's it before him? No, it was. Um, wasn't Otis uh, the one who traded Tracy? Uh, no, Otis came during the White uh, era. Yeah. So I think he was. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, yeah, he was because Otis took over for Wisebrod. Wisebrod was uh, was he was the hockey guy that took over the Magic, and then him and. Trace McGrady bump heads and Trace McGrady was like as long as Wisebrod is here I don't want to be here and Wisebrod was like shit I ain't going nowhere so he traded Trace McGrady which I think that's how we end up getting Dwight Mike it just sucks everybody didn't have any players yeah <laughs> yeah because when we, when we traded uh, we traded uh, Trace McGrady Dwight, Dwight wrote mm-hmm. Tracy a letter to ask him to stay oh okay alright and then Tracy didn't want to play with him and that's how he got traded Tracy didn't want to go through a rebuilding with a kid right so that's when they traded him in Houston that's when we got uh, Steve Francis and cut mob or Catino Moore this very and they and then they end up getting hurt and, and then, they split them up yeah they, they act like up. they act like sad puppies okay and and I'm gonna say this going back to hey we got picks we got we got Dwight when has it ever really worked to tank in the NBA it doesn't especially now it's definitely not gonna work now if you tank <laughs> or the or the NFL ask Dorian yeah I mean it works in Major League Baseball but <laughs> no but uh, in all seriousness no, okay right. name well I mean the three... Lions are doing the ultimate tank this year Dorian so don't feel bad yeah. But but can you name three number one draft picks that won an NBA title? Mm. Well, wasn't um didn't Akeem win one? Is he number one? Yep. No, Akeem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Akeem won. He was number one in '84. Yep. And then Tim Duncan was number one in '97. Yep. Okay. So those two. two. Yeah, that's two. I think that's probably it. Well, I mean, there's LeBron. Yeah. LeBron and Shaq. Jack, yeah, four. Um, was it Kareem the number one pick? I don't know about it going back that far. I don't even know how the draft worked back then, to be honest with you. Yeah. But... I mean, the, the only only one I can think of is he won it with LeBron, and that's Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, so we're going back to early 80s, and we've listed 
at five. Five, yeah. I mean, th- those are terrible odds. And it took him yeah. years to win it. Yeah. Akeem didn't yeah. win it till the middle end of his career. Yeah. Well, we got six. Magic. Magic was number one overall, 1979. It was him, and then it was Bird. But but th- this is my point, okay? So, I mean, we are all fa- basketball fans, and we are struggling with the number one draft picks that have won a title. Right. It's just like we would do the same thing with number one draft picks that won a Super Bowl. It's rare. It happens, but it's rare. Yeah. So why the hell do these teams keep trying to do it? I mean, you, you can't make fetch happen. I'm looking back at 1980. Uh, James Worthy. Okay. Akeem. Mm-hmm. David Robinson. That's right, David Robinson. Yeah. I think Mark Aguirre won one with the Pistons. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. That yeah. was 81. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, okay. Then, then, after so, that, then after that, there's a gap from Shaq to Tim Duncan. And then yeah. from then on, it's LeBron. Dwight got one last year. Okay. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> it counts. Yeah, it counts. He, he yeah, still has right. the ring for it. He so. still has the ring for it. Kyrie, Anthony Davis. Right. Anthony and then after Davis. that, it's not looking so good. Well, they're all they're all young, but, but my, I think my point is still valid. You, know, you can ask right. can question that if, if you want to. Yeah, no, I was just we we're just going through the list from eighty on. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. Yeah, and, and a lot of those had to team up. I mean Kyrie mm-hmm. and, and LeBron had to team up. Anthony Se- Davis and seventies is a different story. Yeah. A lot of them won titles. Yeah. Sixty nine was um Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Then you have Bob Lanier. 70. Austin Carr. Didn't he win one with Boston? That's ML Carr. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know about LaRue Martin. Doug Collins, I'm pretty sure, won as a player, didn't he? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he did. I know. I know no, Walton Rick, did. Walton yeah, Walton did. did. Yeah. What about Bill David Walton. Thompson? Um, okay. No, I don't think so. Collins won one in 77. Okay. With the Sixers. The Sixers. Right, right. Him John and Lucas? Team. No, I don't think. I don't know about John Lucas. We got Michael Thompson and Magic Johnson at 79. And Kent Benson. I'm not sure about Kent Benson. Yeah, Ewing didn't. Daughter did. Didn't. No. Manny didn't. Ellison didn't. Derek Coleman, there was a blast from the past. He didn't. Grandma didn't. Chris Reber didn't, although he was cheated out of one. Um, Big Dog, robbed. Glenn Robinson. Robbed, I say. <laughs> uh, Joe Smith, he didn't. I'll tell you, that Sacramento team was a blast to watch. They oh, were yeah. A fun basketball team. Oh, yeah. I should they kind of, them. as far as fun basketball, they kind of picked up where the Sonics left off. Mm-hmm. They added, yeah. And they added some more seasoning to it. Flare. And it's almost like watching a team from now try to play back in the 90s. Because yeah. the way they moved the ball, the way they would yeah. shoot. And, and I think that's what made it more fun to watch. It was different. And it was going against that slow and methodical pace. Right. So tell me this. So do you think that the Sacramento Kings uh, like opened the door for fun international basketball? Because I don't know Probably. what other teams had as many international players at the time. They had Divock, They had uh, Turk, And they had another person, too, I can't think hmm. of it, but who's the craziest person on that team? Pager or Turkaloo? <laughs> no, Jackie Christie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Doug Christie's wife. Yeah, Looney Tunes. One oh, of yeah. my friends, uh, girlfriends used to watch that. What's the show she's on? Basketball Wives. Right? Oh, man, man, I don't care if it's for the TV or not. You got to be crazy to be doing that. Shit. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's wild, out bro. there. She tried to break up a fight between Shaq and the Sacramento King and Doug Christie. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. She went in there swinging her purse. Yep, and she tried to fight. Um, and then she's gonna get Fox. backhanded. Then she's gonna get backhanded by a seven footer, and we're supposed to cry. Yeah, yeah no, nah, you, you did that to yourself. Too. Might as well cross yeah, state lines with a gun. You did that to yourself. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, but they were fun. They were fun basketball. Uh, I would have liked to see Jason Williams play with them during that time too, but they had, but they traded him for Mike Bibby though. That worked out okay for him. Yeah, it worked out okay for him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he still can ball too to this day. Uh, Jason Williams. Jason, yes, sir. I bet he's still killing them. <laughs> Mike well, Bibby's he, all swole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't Bibby coaching somewhere? Can't answer that. I can answer that, actually. I, I thought is. he was coaching somewhere. I thought he was coaching... 
I know I read something about him coaching his son. That might be um, what it is. Yeah. He was coaching uh, yeah, his son at high school. Yeah, he's, he's coaching school. in high school right now. Yeah. yeah cool. Well, good for um, him. I'm sure the I'm sure the kids are absolutely glad to have him there. Yeah. You know what's another player, real quick, that I think that don't he doesn't get his just due? Sharif Abdur Rahim. Well, he kind of did that to himself. He was hyped up as being this next big thing and he kind of fizzled with the Grizzlies. Yeah. Now, do you think that a lot of that was the pressure from no that's that's um he was the first big draft pick by an expansion team i believe he was like their first real big yeah um because they had big country before yeah. that but that really yeah. wasn't a big draft pick it's funny Shaq has a funny story about big country he said he's one of the hardest people from to guard because he's so wide yeah no he just he Shaq was said he just look up and big country to have 16 and 8 at halftime <laughs> like yeah and plus he had a um uh big country had a 17 footer too Oh, he splat it. Splat, splat. I think that man was taken out by his own knees, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of weight to put on those legs. To jump on. Yeah. And he wasn't much of a dunker either, I don't think. He made no. like seven one, seven foot. No. Well, I mean, and, and that's the, he had zero athleticism. He was big. He was tall. He had a shot. That was that was it. And that was fine. But that's that's all he was. Reading no. about him. I guess he was a, he got the name Big Country because he was amazed uh, on a plane ride across the country. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought it because he's a giant country boy. I was wrong. <laughs> Didn't he play for Oklahoma? Uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies. No, I mean, the, in college. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, State. Oklahoma yeah. State. I remember him in the tournament, I believe. Yep. They got, I think that he got drafted. I think they got beat out by, I want to say, uh, either Indiana or Arkansas. He got drafted our sophomore year. I think so. 95? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 90, yeah drafted 95. <laughs> 95. Basketball was just so different back then. From college to NBA. Because I look at the college game now, I can't watch it. it it's just... It's, I just can't watch it. Like, like I tried to get to it's the It's not games. sound basketball. It's not, man. Like, I, I, like I, I legitimately tried to get into it. Like, okay, all right. Um... Um, I was watching uh, Duke uh, play, and then I was watching Gonzaga, and it's like you know, you know, I saw ball movement, things that nature, but it just, it just the feel of it doesn't look, it doesn't seem like those games to where it was, uh, like back in, like from, from like the night, the, the late eighties to like two thousand five, where. Syracuse and UConn used to play each other religiously. Like that's where it seems like college basketball was like, like at its finest. And then, well, and, and part of it is they don't teach fundamentals anymore. Part, you know, part of it is, hey, I'm just planning to get to the NBA draft because before '05, and that, that's an interesting year, you could go straight from high school. So if you were good enough, you you went from the high school to the NBA. Now you're going from high school to college for a year, and you're moving on. So you don't really give a shit about your teammates. Um, mm. so in your, but you're right. There was very little little ball movement and some it's just i'm just gonna try to out talent teams and it's just not not fun you know and part of it is yes regular season basketball is four play for the for the tournament i get it but it's just it's not entertaining like i you know i I could probably put a michigan game on and watch it because there there is some ball movement with them but that's about it like i can't sit down and watch a unc wake forest game like i just think i'll just turn it off you think ball movement's good until you have a team like Syracuse who hasn't had a scorer in a decade, so all they do is pass the damn ball into oblivion. <laughs> ball movement to create a shot. No, it's just ball movement for the sake of ball <laughs> movement because nobody can fucking shoot on that team. <laughs> who was the last, like, star besides Carmelo? The last, like, Syracuse? 
Michael Carter Williams. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And Johnny Flynn was Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn was okay. He was drafting that three point guard draft by the Minnesota Timberwolves where they got Ricky Rubio, him yeah. and somebody else. I can't think I of the third that. guy. And both that. Rubio and uh, Flynn were drafted before Curry. Yeah. Crazy. And um, Tyler Ennis, who played for the Suns for a little bit, he was pretty big for Syracuse. Okay. But as far as like big recruits, it was Michael Carter Williams. What about, um? It, I thought it was a couple. What about, um? was it Deontay Christmas? Did you yeah, yeah. Raheem Christmas or yeah, Raheem, Raheem Christmas. Yeah. He he was a six six center. That wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. He's only like and six then, five, six six, and he couldn't shoot. And then uh Dante something. Is it Dante oh, Green? Oh, he played for the yeah, he played for the no he could stroke in college. Sacramento in college, yeah. He done damn thing in the NBA. Yeah. And why do you think that is? I mean, you think that he if you could shoot it in college, you, you think that a, a jump shot can translate. Bayheim mm-hmm. doesn't recruit um the top level players unless he knows he can get them. It doesn't seem like so he winds up taking athletes and turning them into basketball players. That's so never that, a good idea. Well, yeah. it's it's got him hundreds of wins in a championship. But yeah. Hakeem works one of them. Hakeem works one of them. Um, <laughs> the Dwayne brothers. Yep. Keith. Um, most of the centers. Uh, Fred was Jackson. Rick Jackson. Rick Jackson. Raheem Christmas. Another guy was athletic. They just turned him into basketball players. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think time's running out. I think the whole one foot in, one foot out thing hurts their recruiting. It's just it's so tough to see because they had such a run for like most of my life. Yeah. Always in the tournament. Always in their conference tournaments like it's just i don't know it's, it's kind of crappy to see oh dorian i want to correct something so bryant reeves at oklahoma state mm-hmm. they lost in the final four to ed O'Bannon okay. and ucla oh that's who it was yeah all these names make me feel old <laughs> man i was now, remembering them now feel old. do y'all know why ed O'Bannon's, ed O'Bannon's back in the news not recently but oh because he, he's the one who caused the nil yep yeah. and and i don't know if you saw that the the guy that caught the game the game winning two-point conversion for kansas um the last weekend they, when they beat texas because texas is terrible um he he caught that pass and then like two days later signed a, a name image and likeness deal with someone make that just money, because boy, of that man. play make that money bud yep yeah. so but on on that note it's getting late guys i think we're going to call it a night so ladies and gentlemen this has been sandlot sports Peace. want more sandlot sports just follow us on facebook at sandlot sports or on twitter at sandlot sports 2020